0: Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions This one here, Spurs versus Liverpool in the Premier League oh Yes, um, the game's coming thick and fast once again in this festive period um, We literally just had a game just three days ago uh, Liverpool versus Newcastle We came away with a 3-1 win Although we had to work a little bit hard for it under the circumstances But... Um, this time circumstances changed a little bit again, um, due to external circumstances, you could say, which I will get into. Um, so, what do we know from uh, the Newcastle game up until today's game? Well, over the course of the over the course of this uh, game week fixture, um, there's been a lot of cancellations happening in the Premier League due to the ongoing COVID outbreak that it seems to be infiltrating all Premier League teams, almost all Premier League teams um, even some of the Championship teams, League One, Couple League Two, who have just somehow got Covid Um, and then later I found out that um, in England, um, the players are the lowest ranked in terms of vaccinations compared to Italy, Spain and France where 90% of players are vaccinated So, are you surprised with them kind of figures? Why there's a sudden Covid outbreak? Not really, obviously we understand um, with vaccinations you can still catch Covid but it will be less severe on you um, all that other stuff Um, and unfortunately we've seen a number of cancellations uh this weekend so the only Premier League game that happened yesterday was um Leeds versus Arsenal. Um the Arsenal the Aston Villa Burnley game cancelled Man United game cancelled Leicester game cancelled Brighton game cancelled West Ham Norwich cancelled um but in terms, in terms of today's game and where Liverpool are situated in the table right now um the City and Chelsea Had to uh, play... It was business as usual, essentially. Uh, Man City not suffering a COVID outbreak. um, But... uh, Chelsea are... Seven first-team players out. Um, Chelsea also requested... To the Premier League... You're seeing all these cancellations... COVID breakout. Can we have our cancellation? Premier League said no. Liverpool, I believe, also filed in the complaint. Premier League said no. So, obviously... They, oh, they want some sort of title race narrative to play, to broadcast on whatever television network you watch on, whether it's NBC, Sky Sports, BN Sports, whatever, whatever drives up some sort of narrative to promote. Because how can you not put well-being first and decide, oh yeah, just play the football on? That doesn't make any sense at all, period. What they should have done was, if, if you cared about uh, your f- football fixtures so much, um, have a ten day isolation period from the Tuesday or the Wednesday gone this week, where or where obviously it was pretty prevalent that a number of teams were um, having a COVID breakout. Have make sure everybody isolates for ten days, and then you come back and play. Um, Boxing Day does is that of it's not going to be an, a, a, a a solution that cures hundred percent, but. The fact that everyone would isolated, nobody comes out their bubble, very strict regime, constant testing. That's how you that that or at least um have some sort of protocol in place so that nobody's traveling here, 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 and then you end up getting COVID. Um that's what should have been put into place from that Tuesday Wednesday. But I know the Premier League broadcasters, um, the shareholders were panicking. Oh no! Christmas, the one month of the year where everybody's at home watching football, fixated on football. Um, we can't afford viewing figures to drop any further, so it forced Chelsea's hand. Um, they had to play with a weakened team, but they still had the force. They still had a, a strong enough squad depth to beat Wolves, but they didn't beat Wolves. That ended up being a nil nil. Um, Newcastle also earlier in today played uh, Manchester City And they were dispatched 4-0 um, So but for Man City it's business as usual It also means they finished top of the Premier League on Christmas Day at the Summit And obviously that's that Whoever wins the Premier League Whoever's on top on Christmas Day usually goes on to win the league um, And the last time, last year it was uh, Liverpool, who was top, but didn't finish um, in pole position. Um, and we also had another situation like that in 2019. In 2014, I believe, and 2009. Where we're the only Premier League club. But the one time that stat worked for us was the nineteen twenty season. But, um, yeah, Man City, obviously top. So it just meant that Liverpool's task for today was to make sure... Um, they closed the gap back down to one. But Liverpool were not the only... Liverpool were also hit with a COVID breakout. So, in case you didn't know already, um, Virgil van Dijk, uh Curtis Jones, Fabinho, and today, Thiago Acuntara and Jordan Henderson-ish um, suspected COVID positives. But this was through lateral flow. They have yet to do PCR. But because it was a lateral flow positive, they had to spend the night in isolation. Spend they have to well, they have to isolate essentially away from the squad, um, and Henderson. They weren't sure it was either undetected or, um, what's it called, inconclusive, but it might have been more just flu-like symptoms. So that would have ruled him out for. Um, Today's game. So, our midfield essentially, our strongest midfield, and Van Dijk you're worried about. And we're going away to Tottenham, who haven't played um, essentially since December 4th. Um, so, it's either a good thing or a bad thing in terms of how you look at it. So, for, from a Spurs perspective, because they will be looking at this like, yes, we haven't played for two weeks, our players will be fresh, raring to go. But there's also the lack of match sharpness, potentially, not playing for two weeks. But there's also the, okay, Antonio Conte gets to work with these players even more whilst there's this COVID outbreak happening. Um, but with Liverpool, that's our best, uh, that's our strongest midfield. Our strongest midfield, all gone. Literally just like that. And no Virgil van Dijk for another game. Just like that. So when you lose your spine, parts of your spine, your Van Dyke, your Fabinho your your orchestrator in Tiago and your tempo setting with Jordan Henderson and leadership it it, st- it becomes a task essentially but we'll talk about whether it was a task too full for Liverpool or whether they embraced it and overcome or if there was any other external circumstances that caused um a headache for Liverpool so uh that's that's all the covid uh, other teams update up the way, etc. Let's get into the lineup. So in goal, you had Allison. Left back, Roberson Center backs, Canati and um, Joe Matip. Right back, Trent under Arnold. Your midfield three, um, Tyler Morton, Nivey Keita, James Milner. Up front, Salomane Jota. So, um, like I said before. And makes sh- with the whole first midfield free out, it means Liverpool have to deal with a makeshift midfield. A Premier League debut for young Tyler Morton. Um, congratulations to him first of all. Um, he put in a decent performance away to AC Milan. He also put in. He's also had a, a, a what cameo was it? Yeah, he made us He had to start with um, Porto away as well. So. It's not his first team start, but it's his first team start in the Premier League. And I guess it was um, kind of one of those defining moments where you're like, oh, if he plays at the park, uh, if he ends up being another wonder kid, then he might stake a claim in midfield. So there was that sort of pressure, I guess, he would be dealing with under the circumstances, Um, weird circumstances. Because it's not like, okay, you've worked really hard as a player, you start it's kind of uh your 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 young prospect, the talented probably our most um talented fit um young player from the academy at the present moment in time um let's see how you can do this in these circumstances uh yeah nabi kato obviously just with with him he 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 was back he's been back for the last 10 days now whatever but it's just a case of trying to build on match fitness and then you've got the experienced James Milnar who's 36 years old. Ideally, he shouldn't really be starting, but um, just because of age and how we play and all that other stuff. But circumstances forced his hand to start a game for us. Um, and then, yeah, the usual front three is fine. Um, usual full-back's fine. Obviously, Van Dijk being out means Canati steps in as the third-choice centre-back, which is fine as well. And then you got Alisson in goal, that's all fine. But yeah, don't get me wrong. Obviously, Tottenham also had players that were out. Um, yeah, they were missing Hoybier, They were missing uh, Regulon. They were missing... Well, Regulon was on the bench, but... Yeah, they were missing quite a few players themselves. But they still had Song and Kane up front. So, uh, Deli Ali midfield, N- Ndombele, Harry Winks, that sort of midfield. Right, anyways. Finally, 10 minutes of... Build up. Let's get into the game, and the first half, where, how 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 do I describe the first half? Very volatile, very very volatile. Um, in the opening period, Liverpool did well holding the ball up, um, just trying to assert themselves in terms of build up play and get some sort of rhythm going for themselves. Um, the first real chance came, well I'd say half chance ish came from the full backs who works well together. Um Trent time and space with the ball notices Robo make a off the ball run into the box. He, he he notices Robo make the run, makes a beautiful cross and Robo unmarked. He should really be hitting the target here. He gets a head onto it but it's not com is the accuracy was the problem in this instance. Ball just goes wide. Um but in terms of uh, defensively, it was a little bit of a problem because you've got um, cause you've got a midfield of Morton, Milner and uh, Kato, who have never really played in midfield together as a collective. means that they're trying to find their feet. So in terms of Tottenham build-up play, they didn't really have to do much to create chances because we were just in positions off the ball in midfield where passing lanes were just... A bit easier for Song and Kane to feed off, so and and it would be and it would be for Matip and Konaté to create the high press to uh, make sure Song and Kane don't run onto the ball, but um, they were getting moments where chances was just um, slowly building up for them, and then um, about I say ten minutes in, unfortunately, the first key moment happens. Um, Undombele on the ball He notices um, Kane make an off the ball run Down to Canati's uh, left side Left side and Robbo's left side Um, In that situation um, Undombele probably wouldn't have been able to make that ball Because Fabinho would have been in a position Where the passing lane is locked off but because you got Morton playing in the six and his Premier League debut, positional awareness ain't gonna be quite where it wants, quite where it should be, as for the standard of how Liverpool play. But be, and because of this inexperience, we were made to pay. Not that this is Morton's fault. It's just that this is the limitations of the midfield that we had to deal with. So, Undombele plays the ball in through ball to Harry Kane. Um, Rubbo tries to readjust position. Canati tries to uh, readjust position, but the ball rolls to Kane's right side. Um, Allison comes out a goal, um, and then Kane just slots it away, bottom corner, and then it's one 0 to Tottenham. Um, but yeah, and then three three minutes before that, they did have a similar chance, which was uh, brilliantly blocked by Canati. So they were, yeah, that was part of the half chance that I just that literally just came to memory right now, which I forgot to mention. But yeah, Harry Kane gets his second league goal of the season. Who would have thought Harry Kane gets his second league goal? It is December 19th. Second league goal. That's his first league goal at home. This is the trajectory of Harry Kane. Of how good he was last season, how terrible he is because he didn't get his beloved move to Manchester City or whatever. Um... So, yeah, unfortunately, Liverpool start off the game behind and I was quite fearful at that present moment in time because I was like, I don't know how our midfield is going to react because the situation is very, very weird. And then um about three minutes later, um all that Spurs momentum, the Spurs fans shouting, it them ones when you get that extra 2-3% and you want to go raging in with tackle tackles or whatever. Well, this happened um 2 3 minutes later, Robertson picks up the ball, Harry Kane goes charging in with his big fat head like a raging bull, and then he jumps tackles. Robbo flicks the ball over Kane, but his studs are high. Harry Kane's studs are high, and if Robbo's right leg was planted and he never jumped, this was a leg breaker. This was a leg-breaking challenge. But because uh, Robertson jumped out of the way, rose, rose to the ground, Portini's like, oh, I don't see nothing wrong with this. Let me only give a yellow card. And I was absolutely raging. The protection Harry Kane gets. And do you think in that instance, in the replay, where everyone's like, oh, that was a naughty challenge. Do you think uh, the officials say, hey, Portini, go to VAR. Go and check on the monitor, because we don't think this is a yellow card challenge. Do you think there's a review for that at any one point? No. Of course not. Of course not. Why would there be a review? This is England's golden boy. This is Harry Kane. Does no wrong Harry Kane. Quietly um, professional Harry Kane that never stated he wanted to leave um, Tottenham on bad terms. That, har- that Harry Kane... Harry Kane who steals the limelight from other players, Harry Kane. That golden boy who you can never do wrong because he's the perfect model professional. Well, this media agenda definitely got him out of a red card. Absolutely disgraceful officiating. Disgraceful officiating from Portini. And this keeps happening. And I thought, I I remember doing a podcast, I think maybe it was September or early October... And I was talking about maybe the officials have finally learnt their lesson from last season Or the season before that Where there'd be so many contentious decisions for the wrong reason Contentious decisions for the wrong reason That maybe they'll finally learn And um, have use used their logic to make the right decisions But I guess not Disgraceful from Portini, disgraceful whoever was the VAR referee for today's game To not even tell Portini to um, review that one And because maybe, they're saying, pundits at half-time were saying Because he's 13 minutes in, maybe that's why it's not a red card What a load of nonsense How dangerous, that tackle was so dangerous That should have been an immediate red card And Jurgen Klopp on the touchline was fuming Absolutely Fuming um, and then Klopp was shouting at Paul Tini from the touchline, and then Paul Tini goes to Jurgen Klopp, pulls out a yellow card for him. Jurgen Klopp bows, says thank you, and then he pulls up his um, his neck scarf, and then I'm sure he's saying all kinds of shit under his breath that where Paul Tini can't hear, because that was an outrageous decision. Um, and then yeah, Liverpool just had to. Keep going from there. Um, in terms of feeding Salah with good service, um, it it just wasn't happening. Our midfield, our midfield, with a with a Thiago, Fabinho, and uh, Henderson, would make decoy runs or overlapping runs so that Salah can do more with the ball. But because you, we have such a restricted midfield. You've got Morton, who obviously was the number six. Keitar, who can only play well with better players around him. And Milner, who's 36 years old, who when he receives the ball, he doesn't turn out with the ball to see our gaps opening. You've got a very limited midfield, a, a very robust midfield that doesn't run. Um, when you've got a midfield that doesn't run, it, it's, it's It's problems. It means you can't create passing lanes, and that would be, with a with that with a typical midfield, that would be a primary source of attack. But because um, we didn't have that luxury of uh, Thiago Henderson and Fabinho being there, you've essentially got the secondary sources, which is the fullbacks. And thankfully, the fullbacks were the ones who at least were on point, who at least were feeding the ball to Jota, feeding the ball to Mane, Mane's Mwane iso Ball in that first half. Very, very good. Very, very poignant. I say Aisobu. Ball. Iso ball in terms of just 1v1 attacking versus defending, dribbling with the ball. He had Emerson Royale on toast a good three times. To the point where Emerson Royale was um, booked on a yellow card. And then obviously you got your chances with... Uh, you got your set play chances with Robbo or Trent on the ball. Um, but obviously nothing came off it um, that was, I think there was one chance Where Rubble crossed it in But then they got away from Davis However Not enough power on the ball To make To make the most of it um, And then you got other times Where Matip was dribbling out With the ball um, Matip dribbling out with the ball And no one could When Matip does this run It's incredible how No opposition player Is capable of tackling him He's so silky with defeat It's crazy um, yeah, he had that happening But then off the ball, it was still volatile Like, defensively just It would just take one pass for Tottenham To find some sort of opening And then they could make a direct pass And Jurgen Klopp was shouting at his midfield players And I was like, Klopp I get why you're angry But you're wasting your breath Because this is the midfield This is a midfield that don't know how to cut off passing lanes they don't know how to cut off passing lanes, so essentially it became very easy for Tottenham to create chances and then there was another chance where Deli Ali was 1v1 with Alisson. and he should have scored really. He should have scored. But Alisson, world class save, Fingertip save. And alisson has been making very big, big saves like that recently. Where he's just keeping us clutch and at first on on the live action replay it looks like it looks like he missed it off target, period. But um It was a case of um, uh, Allison just getting a fingertip onto it. Um, And then about five minutes later, another chance happened for Liverpool where we was in the box. Jotter was in the box with the ball. He's pushed in the back by Emerson Royale. In the back, like shoved in the back. Incredible that it wasn't blown for a penalty. Portini once again. VAR referee once again. Where what what's going on? Where is the consistency today? Where was the consistency? Harry Kane should have been sent off and Liverpool should have had a penalty. That moment Jota was fouled by Emerson, Emerson Royale but neither of the two had happened. And Jurgen Klopp obviously still angry, but he had to keep he had to keep his um opinion reserved in case he gets a, a touchline ban or whatever. And then um obviously defensively Klopp still wasn't happy. Um, but then he shouts at Robertson Tells Robertson something He tells Robertson something And then whatever it did It just spiked some sort of extra 5% gear like extra 5% of um, adrenaline or energy Or whatever you want to call it For Robertson to bomb down the channel with the ball He runs with the ball He notices Jotter make a run into the box He crosses it in He finds Jotter Jotter gets his head to it Ball goes bottom corner one all. Liverpool equalized Diogo Jota gets his 10th league goal of the season um puts him into double figures uh Robertson fantastic because he was the one that was making things happen out of him and Trent obviously the two making things happen and I'm glad that he, that information that was relayed from um Klopp transpired into an immediate equalizer um and then after that, it was still kind of volatile end-to-end. Um, and, yeah, that was pretty much the first half. So, very frustrating. If anything, if if the referees had done their job, Tottenham would be down to 10. Jota would have had a penalty. It would have been 2-1 to Liverpool at that present moment in time if the referees had done their job. But we go into that second half 1-1. No changes made from both teams. And you'd have thought that... Um, I, I I tweeted at halftime. Um if you saw my thoughts, uh my Twitter is K-O-T-E-K-Z underscore. I said that half time, very frustrating first half, passing lanes are too easy for Tottenham to get chances for chances to create. Our midfield not helping Salah, Salah very isolated because he's not getting service um from our midfield. No one making decoy runs to help Salah. Um Build on what he does with his strengths, um, and yeah, that and then that was pretty much that was that was pretty much the first half, and just Liverpool needing to do more and having need to Liverpool needs to have a uh, control of a greater control of the game. When you hear neutral say, "Oh, this has been an entertaining first half to watch from both teams," that is red flags for Liverpool. When Liverpool are in control, you never want to hear from commentators. This was an interesting first half from both teams. Liverpool's job is to lock off the game. Oh right, yes, so we know we've lost our first, um, we've lost, our, we've lost um, a majority of our spine and our midfield free. But it's, it's alarm bells. But also, you don't have the personnel to really do anything about it. If anything, you can just try and. For some sort of protection So, um, my other advice in that instance was um, My other advice in that instance was Get Firmino on to build, to help To provide some sort of protection to midfield But yeah, second half starts now And um, the momentum is exactly like the first half Where it's just passing lanes again Spurs are finding it way too easy and I think I, I, I worked out what the issue was. Obviously, it's not just the inexperienced midfield. Keita was pressing like there's a two-man pivot in our midfield. He was pressing like Fabinho and Thiago was behind him. But that wasn't the case. He, when he was, that's why when you saw Keita trying to run and press with the ball, um, Tottenham could just find their way out of it in two passes. And Kato was just losing his discipline a little bit there. Um, and then there was another moment again where Joel Matip dribbles with the ball. And then he got as far as the penalty box. And then... Um, he should have passed it to Jota. No, he should have had a shot, actually. He should have had a shot. But I think he was just tired by the time he got to the 18-yard box. But he lays it off to Jota. But he lays it off with the ball just slowly coming behind him. As opposed to the ball getting the right amount of speed on it. And then... Um, Getting a good shot, but yeah, it just wasn't working. And then, obviously, defensively they were almost on a counter. Um, Allison coming out of his goal um, just to clear lines a couple times. Um, so that was a theme early on in the second half. Fifty fifth after fifty five minutes of 58 or fifty eight, whatever. Tyler Morton comes off one hour in. Overall, his performance was very. Average to mediocre, which is not his fault. If you wanna make a Premier League debut you need to have better players around you to help you work on your natural game, but with the odds stacked against him it wasn't really that case. Um and then um yeah Firmino comes on and then I think we play four two 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 something like that. Yeah. I think that was the formation at the time, four two 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 and then um yeah they were still Tottenham was still Getting chances um, There was a time Where the ball Went over the top From Ben Davis Caught our A high line Was caught out Dele Alli made it Off the ball run He And then There was a moment Where cause the ball Was behind him And then he sees Harry Kane make the run He squares it to Harry Kane Allison scrambles And dives And makes a big save Harry Kane couldn't And Harry Kane couldn't Slot it away To make it to 2-1 Tottenham And then Um Tottenham have a corner, uh, ball whipped in, uh, again poorly defended by Liverpool, the ball skips past Trent, then Cato um, tries to clear it but scuffs the clearance, then Kane gets his head on it and ball goes over, um, yeah so very very annoying in that instance, um, but yeah the Liverpool powered on the pressure again and then Firmino coming on did alleviate uh, tension on the I guess fluidity was a little bit better When Flamino Flum- came on um, In terms of building up play Sadio Mane iso ball still working well But again Salah isolated Our midfield not helping him enough um, But then uh, the key moment happens 60, 65th minute I'd say roughly uh, Robertson whips the ball in uh, Liverpool players in the box Ball goals all almost over everyone ball falls to uh, no no sorry the ball goes in Salah tries to get ahead to it but it's like half cleared comes off uh, Salah's hand ish but it hits his torso as well then Dyer clears it Um, then Trent gets the ball he crosses it in he finds Robbo Robbo heads it in 2-1 Liverpool Um, Robbo does the goggle celebration I'm not sure what the reference to that was um, I was elated. I was like, "Yes, this could potentially be smash and grab kind of win." Uh, let's see how we handle it. Um, and then five minutes later, we handle it poorly again. Ball over the top from Davis. Um, Mattip caught out from Son's off the ball run. Uh, and then Allison runs out. He 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 runs out and he tries to slide and clear the ball. But the ball just bubbles in an awkward manner and it just cut, jumps over his leg. And then Young Youngmin Son, with an open goal, slots it in 2-2. So all that hard work gone. And then um, about two, three minutes later, Emerson Rayo on the ball. Robertson goes to tackle him, but he almost just kicks and swipes and takes him out completely with his standing leg. Um, it's like a st- standing sweep tackle. Um, and then... Um, all the, all the Tottenham players around, Rob Olsen, uh, Emerson Royale laying on the floor. And then um, Portini gives him a yellow card. And then play is still not resumed for like two minutes. Then they review it on the VAR monitor and I'm like, oh my God. If they give this a red, but they didn't give Harry Kane's one a red, I will go fucking mental. And then guess what happened? Of course, the inconsistencies reveal itself again. The inconsistencies reveal itself again He changes his mind He scraps it So instead of a yellow card It's a red card to Robertson. Wow Wow, wow, wow I'm not complaining about the Robo challenge by the way I'm complaining about the consistency So if Robertson's one was a red card Why isn't Harry Kane's tackle on Robertson a red card? Where is the consistency? Portini English referees Var, we are constantly scrutinising you because you are incompetent and you can never do your job properly. Can never do your job properly. Um, and that had that had been fuming, and then the momentum it swings in the pendulum of uh of Tottenham again, and then um Liverpool have to uh make, do a makeshift change. Mane comes off, and then we play Tomískus left back, and then um to read to to keep the back four. And then Milner is still in midfield. And I think it's a weird four-three-two formation. Whatever it was. Um, just to assure ourselves. And then... But yeah, after that we were kind of uh, absorbing Tottenham pressure quite well. But offensively... Sorry, my laptop's being stupid. Offensively, um, we were just not doing much. And then Miscus gets booked for time wasting then Keita gets booked for descent, Kanata gets booked um, Ben Davis got booked for when Salah tried to pull away Harry Winks gets booked for a foul on Jotter. Um and then it got to like the 87th minute and then I think Klopp decides let's just try and go for a draw here because the referee is against us and nothing's really working Jota comes off, Gomez comes on... Um, Yeah, Jota comes off... Gomez comes on... And then there was a chance... 92nd minute... Tamiscus dribbling with the ball... Mane... I mean... Salah runs gallops into the box... And then for some reason Tamiscus delays the cross... By like a second... To let the ball bounce... When Salah was already ahead And if he just played the ball in earlier Salah would have been in on goal Whether it was a goal or not We don't know It would have depended on the quality of the cross But it would have meant something It would have meant some sort of smash and grab But Temiskus lack of match sharpness Came into effect And then all in all um, The game ends up being 2-2 So From a neutral perspective The draw is probably a fair result um, my man of the match is still Robertson, despite that red card. Bizarrely, yes, I know, because he was—he's the reason why we got the open, the equalizer, and the two-one. Up until that bizarre moment where he decided to take out Emerson Royale but I think he did that just because of the frustration of um, losing the lead so soon. Um, so yeah, very very frustrating that we couldn't even get Salah into the game. Um, Mane did all right with ISO ball creating, but Mane didn't really have any chances again just because of the limitations of a midfield. The midfield stunk today, completely stunk, completely, completely stunk. Um, yeah, uh, Kato pfft. that performance, he didn't really have a performance where you can say, Okay, you've got your case. Now we pretty much know Thiago, Fabinho and Henderson should always be the midfield three. I never want to see any other midfield. Maybe Harvey Elliott when he comes back because he had a great start to the season before the freak injury. But I'd put Harvey Elliott ahead of Cato. Um Ox didn't come on but I understand why. If Ox came on pff, the, the, the lack of defensive discipline. I know Ox is in good form but he needs one of the three behind him. He can't do it on his own. One of the, one of the main midfield three behind him. Um, wow, this is a very long podcast. Um, 36 minutes. Um, right, and then, yeah. Matip, who I believe played well up until the point when he lost Son and then the 2-2 happened. Konate had an alright game. Trent played a decent game. Um, Allison, the hero and the villain. The great save of Ali, but unfortunately um the stupid moment with young son and then yeah 2-2 which means that manchester city um go into christmas 2 points ahead yeah 2 points ahead no 3 points ahead yeah 3 points ahead yeah, points ahead. yeah. so if they win every game they win the league um is the title race over? I I, I, I tweeted emotionally the title race is, is obviously not over. Anything can happen, yes, with COVID, but um it's a very situ it's very um annoying situation. Where the referee is the reason why you don't get three points essentially. Um Yeah, very, very, very annoying. Um and yeah, we move. Uh next game, Carabao Cup against Leicester on Wednesday. They're dealing with a COVID outbreak. I don't even think that any car I think any Carabao Cup game gets moved forward because of COVID and then everyone just isolates till Boxing Day where we got uh Boxing Day next Sunday, so where we got the usual games if there's no any further COVID outbreaks but with the way the Premier League's going at the minute it might. It, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. I think, I think there's inevitably going to be a suspension, where you just have to have a call off period to contain this COVID, because if you just continue as you are, there's always. Of course, there's gonna be cases. Of course. So the Premier League need to have an emergency meeting and decide what serious protocols you're gonna put in place to ensure player safety. Not the money comes first. Ensure player safety. Right. Um and yeah, that's it. I'm sure Klopp does a post match interview where he would have been saying all kind of stuff um, to the referee. I don't blame him if he does. But yeah, one of those games where I guess you just take the draw and you just move. Unfortunately, um, hopefully there's a moment where Man City slip up and we capitalise on it. But all these draws, all these draws is the reason why I think Man City kind of our favourites. In eighteen nineteen, this was the reason why we didn't win the league. Too many draws had cost us. Fair enough, it was bad defending or lack of game management. This time is because of uh, poor refereeing. So what can you do in that instance? So that one, you're just going to have to take it on the chin and accept it for what it is. So yeah, um, thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions. Um, i'm due to jump on another podcast um on a collaborative podcast soon called cop on podcast so keep an eye out for that i'll probably link i'll probably put the uh uh, what's the words i'll probably mention it in the description so you can easily research upon it yourselves um yeah very disappointing day but we move at the end of the day um and hopefully no further COVID outbreaks to key Liverpool players. And hopefully this is the worst of it and we move. So yeah, thank guys for listening to LSC Reactions. I hope you guys liked this episode. Sorry it was a bit long, but it is what it is with the circumstances. Alright, like, share, all of that. Thank you very much. Tune in either Wednesday or Sunday. the Or if there's any other breaking headline, I'll let you guys know. Cheers.